In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track monitored accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Based in Santa Ana, California, Biolano Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles, and a 10-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com or contact dealers nationwide. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. Josh isn't in the room yet. I don't know where he is, but he's 10 minutes late. So I'm starting the show without him. And he might join uh, mid, so we'll see. But if not, it's all good. Uh, we got a cool episode. Uh, we're going to be talking Atolas. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Atolas? Um, yeah, you did great. <laughs> Oh, awesome. I, I didn't I didn't ask you before, and I, I have a bad habit of doing that. No, it's Atolas. Okay, Atolas uh, Sunglass Retainers. Uh, uh, welcome to the show, Shay. Uh, we uh, talked on Instagram for the first time a few weeks ago, I believe, right? That's right. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah you reached out, and you were like, hey, uh, I want to get these, guys, these in your guys' hands to try them out. And I was like, this is perfect, because we have a product review show where we talk about products and highlight products so um yeah man welcome to the show uh, brad it's an absolute pleasure man i really appreciate you giving me the time to talk to you yeah uh let's start out uh letting us know a little bit about you a little bit about the company how you guys got started that kind of thing yeah absolutely so um my name is shay uh i designed the atolas uh, floating eyewear keepers um or retainers for those of you guys who 
you know, they're known as croquis, retainers, whatever you want to call them. But anyway, um, long story short, um, you know, I'm an avid, avid angler, uh, fly fisherman, conventional fisherman, uh, kayak angler, paddleboard angler. I'm always out there on the water. Um, and, uh, you know, I've lost more than a few pairs of sunglasses over the years. And, um, there was just one time about, about eight years ago where I lost, I just got this brand new pair of Costa del Mar's and I was super stoked about them. And they were, and I, 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 my eyesight's horrible. And so they were prescription glasses. And so I was super excited about having sunglasses that were a prescription. Mm-hmm. Um, first they took them out, uh, went for a paddle, uh, and, uh, a boat passed by me around a corner of a Creek and uh, hit me with some wake and uh, lost my balance. I was on a paddleboard at the time. And uh, those 500 plus prescription sunglasses fell to the bottom of the Kiwa River. <laughs> you know, and I was just, I was, I was so, I was so mad. And so I paddled back and I said, all right, that's it. You know, cause I always wear, I, they had a retainer on them. I had a normal, you know, silicone retainer or something like that. And they fell off the top of my head and, and got into the water. So they didn't help me any. And so mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'm out here all the time. I need to get a pair of floating hour retainers. And so I was like, let me just go on the internet, see what's out there and just buy a pair. And that's when I realized that there is no really good option for a floating mm-hmm. retainer system out there. I looked at different companies, different options, and they just were clunky, ill-conceived, like just kind of like an afterthought, like, hey, let's take a, so let's take a retainer, and just throw like a massive you know, piece of foam or something on it and just call it a day. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to wear these. I look, I look kind of like a goofball. And, you know, and, and then as the more research I did, all the reviews were saying like, hey, they didn't even work. I put them in my glasses, they fell off, and they still suck. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I said to myself, you know what? I think I can, you know, just kind of as most like entrepreneurial stories go, it's like, you just kind of like, hey, I think I can do this better. I know there's other people yeah. like me who would want, who want like a, a performance level option for a floating retainer system. And I felt like there is enough of a market there for it. Um, if someone would actually just take the time and, you know, do the research and, and build out a, uh, you know, a pro level grade retainer system that floats. So that's what I set apart. That's what I just, I set off doing. Um, I have a background in design. Um, and so I just started doing research and looking at materials and uh, looking towards uh, different uh, inspiration as far as design goes, which I needed. It wanted to be sleek, organic. It had to be light. It had to be non-conducive. Mm-hmm. It had to not retain water. It had to do a lot of really important things, but most importantly, you know, float a large majority of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like, oh, I'll buy a pair of floating retainers, but oh, it's only going to float up to like 30 something grams, which is like 50%, 60% of sunglasses. And so mm-hmm. Since I'm a I'm a fisherman, I'm usually wearing you know more of the the nylon frames uh, with glass lenses. They're on the heavier side. Yeah. Most ex- more expensive sunglasses tend to weigh you know 37 to 50 grams in weight. So that's what I set off to do is to build essentially the the ultimate floating hour retainer system for the water. Um, and uh, after about honestly seven or eight years, this is like a lo- this is a long process of doing the research, the development trying to find the, the right manufacturer, testing prototypes, t- testing different sizes, trying to find the right uh, like size to buoyancy ratio because it couldn't be too big, can't mm-hmm. be too small because it's got to flip the glasses and the materials need to be just the, just the right combination of performance, toughness, and buoyancy. And so what we have now is the, the floating hour retainer, which is right here. This is the final product. Um, so anyway, that's the story of Atolas. Um, and we launched last year. We're only about a year old okay. uh, and, and based in Charleston, South Carolina. 
it the the design makes sense now that you explained it to me because yeah when, when i did when i first i got i got mine right here when, when i first got it, i was like yeah that's kind of big i wonder why it's so big but after you explain that it makes a lot more sense with these glass lenses and you know all, all the uh, high-end cost of glass lenses and everything mm-hmm. and they're huge you know what yeah. i mean like and sorry guys for being late somebody was picking up a trailer um I I was just talking about this with somebody else on the phone. We were talking about the design of this and I was like, he was like, why is the uh, float section so big? And I said, well, you got to think about like a pair of costas and some of those costas are huge, man. Like it's a mm-hmm. lot of plastic. And if you put something too small in there, man, it's still going to p- potentially pull that under that float underwater. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool design. Cause at first I was worried about it. Um, like bothering me on the back mm-hmm. of my neck, you know, like I was like, cause that's pretty big. And mm-hmm. I was really kind of surprised though. Once I put them on and I fished with them that it wasn't the amount of weight that I thought I would feel on the back of my neck. It definitely mm-hmm. wasn't even close. Cause when I first saw it, I was like, I think that thing's kind of that's big, man. That's, that's going to, that's going to, I'm going to be able to feel that all day. But once I actually, I just put them on, I'm like, wow, that's really not as, you know, I just didn't feel the pressure that I thought I would feel Mm -hmm. like, um, from the actual like float. So yeah, no, Josh, I'm, I'm happy you said that. And that was the biggest, you know, and that's, that's one thing where as, as we grow as a company, we know that, Hey, this is not going to be for this first version. It's not going to be for everyone, right? It's going to, it really was designed number one to float virtually all sunglasses. That was the number one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but the number two thing, it actually, they're pretty much number one, both it was, was comfort. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just as an avid angler and waterman as anyone else out there who's going to use them. And so comfort was the biggest thing for me. So even I was just figuring out the size of this was a labor of love because it's like, all right, this needs to be as small as possible, you know, because I don't want anything big either. And so Mm -hmm. um, this final size was really designed to float up to 50 grams, which was the biggest we were going to willing to go. There's no way we're going to go any bigger than that. That covers plenty of sunglasses. But we made sure that lightness was a key. So these are less than half an ounce in weight. And we made sure that the length of the keepers, the actual length from end to end is 18 inches, which we found was the perfect length to rest it right at the nape of your neck. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. sits there. And I, what I usually say to people is, hey, listen, it may look a little big. Go out there, give it a shot. Just give it a day. And you'll find that after a day of using them, you're you're gonna get used to them. They're totally fine. And mm-hmm. guess what? Your sunglasses are locked in because you're gonna be thankful that you let that you had them when those things do hit the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't test mine. I didn't want to do that, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I have didn't? No, I are didn't you serious? Them, I didn't throw them in the water. <laughs> I was like, all right, so this is funny. Non-believer. <laughs> no, this is funny though. <laughs> he sent these to me the day that I got my first ever costas. I'm like these are nice sunglasses. I don't, <laughs> I was like, I ain't about to go in the, in the lake and you throw know, them in there. You know, you okay, could have like found somewhere shallow at least. I know, but, <laughs> but I'll give you the, I'll give you the tallest guarantee that they will. No, float. <laughs> I, I have no doubt it floats. Cause I did throw, I did throw it in the sink mm-hmm. without the sunglasses yeah. on it. So it, it does float. You gotta do it with the glasses, bro. You gotta know, put some weight on it. I know. I'm just saying, 
I, I just got nervous, but <laughs> I uh, I tested them with para Oakleys. I mean, um, like I've had these Oakleys probably for for years. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good actually with sunglasses. I'm like the one person who is. I don't know why. Uh, you I'm just get not. lucky. When I drop them, I've always dropped them in like three inches of water, and they're still right there. So, um, yeah. but um, I tested them and it definitely held up to them. The one part that I did, um, I, I'm not saying that I dislike, but was where you would put in the, um, you know, the the arm of your glasses where they wrap around your ear right here. Okay. And with with the style of sunglasses I have, which are just the Oakley Five Squared. That part is kind of a little on the wide side. Um, it's not mm-hmm. like anything ob- obnoxious. Like I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the Oakley gas cans. Those things are super wide, but um, mm-hmm. mine's not as bad. But mine only go in like I don't know, like maybe like a, a three quarters of an inch into there, and it kind of mm-hmm. it didn't feel like. Here's the thing, though. I wish it would have went in further, but I don't think that it would have come off. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like it, it was weird. Like I just kind of, it was just kind of like a peace of mind, I guess, kind of thing mm-hmm. to just make sure. But I, as I would, I would take it and put my like one, you know, put it in there like this, and I try to get it to come out. I even like kind of try to fling it out, and like it just it didn't come off mm-hmm. like at all. So, so, so Josh, I can share with you a bit. There was a design. There was actually a purposeful, purposeful design in the connector ends with exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, the biggest complaint I found, I looked at, I looked at hundreds of Amazon and other company reviews of all mm-hmm. the floating hour retainers out there. And I thought the biggest complaint would be like, oh, they didn't float or a, they're too big or clunky. And those company, those, those comments were there. Um, there are also a lot of comments were they're super bright and obnoxious, like neon yellow, neon green. And that's why I went for more <laughs> like the neutral color palette. Um, but the biggest complaint I saw was, hey, when my glasses fell off, the float, it's not the float that failed, it was the connection piece connection. that failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what we designed was actually a Chinese finger trap-like system mm-hmm. here where there's an air pocket. So when you when you have the grip here, there's actually air within the pocket here. So if you pull on the silicone band, all of this tension is going back here, not here. Mm-hmm. And so that way it displaces and it's locked in, even though it's only about maybe like a few centimeters on, maybe a bit more. Yeah. And that's, that's what's, that's, what's causing that. The more you pull, the tighter it gets. Cool. That was my, f- I'm on the opposite side of Josh here. That's my favorite part about these is how well it held my glasses. Cause I have some Costa white tips mm-hmm. and uh, they're kind of diamond shaped in the end. Uh, it slides over pretty good, but it holds them nice. Yeah, I didn't have any issue with them coming off. That wasn't. Yeah, I didn't have an issue. I just was like, and it really wasn't like a big problem. It was just at first I was like, not knowing like what he just told me the design of what it's working, you know how it works. I was like, oh, that doesn't go in there very far, but it's also the style of sunglasses I have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just that is what it is. I mean, but I at the same time though. I had no issues or worries that it was going to come out, you know, once I, once I messed around with it, but that, that initial part, I was like, Oh, that doesn't go in very far. And and I kind of got afraid. I was like, if I shove this on any further, I mean, this material seems super durable where the connector is. I didn't think that it would have an issue as far as like splitting, you know, but I also didn't want to push my luck and split it. So totally. But um, 
because I can't tell I can't tell if that's two pieces or if that's just like a seam from the manufacturing um, where the connector is. So that's a seam from the from the from the from the, from the mold that they use to create okay. that. That's just a seam. So it's done split. And and Josh, if you did the actually these keepers have a lifetime warranty. So if you if they did split or break for any reason, you send them back. I'll replace them for free. No questions asked. Very cool. Nice. Man. That's cool. I like that. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Um, going back to these, uh, the little part that holds them here, I'll show everybody here. It has your guys, uh, emblem here on the side. Pretty cool. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing I don't like about other, uh, sunglass retainers, they're not comfortable. I didn't have an issue with these. These, these are nice. They feel nice and uh, comfortable right against your ears, even with the hat on pressing down, you know, that's always good for me to hear because that's, I'm a big hat guy as well. And so that was mm -hmm. a big concern for me was, you know, when I'm wearing them, do I can also wear, cause I have a tiny head. And so normally my sunglass ends are going underneath my hat. Yeah. And I found that I found that they work pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. that being said, I do personally in the next generation of these, I do want to taper down the, uh, okay. the ear ends to keep them more, to keep them more sleek and more low profile. So that way for those people who do like to kind of have their ear ends underneath the hat, that there is more room for that to fit. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a more flatter profile for the connection. You got it. Absolutely. It'd be more of a flatter profile. I can't tell you how many times I've gone through like a pair of chums or something. I'm like, Oh, these drive me nuts. <laughs> drive me I, nuts. I mean, I walk, I just fished next to a guy the other day that had a bobber float. The oh yeah. The other one and the bobber was about almost this big and that was on his, he built a system, a tether system. Mm -hmm. And I was like, <laughs> tether system. and then I was like, dude, what is that? And he was, he showed me and I was like, that's, it was just kind of weird because that was the day I was testing these out. You know what I mean? And I was like, it's just weird that I happen to be testing these and I just ran across my homemade one. And, uh, I was like, that's pretty funny, dude. I was like, it's a good idea. You know, like <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's funny, Josh. Like it's, I, I found that, I mean, I, I see more people out there with like their own, like homemade version of mm -hmm. the floating keeper than I do like an actual, like the croquis version or the chums version or the cables version and nothing against them, by the way. Um, I see more of what you said, like someone's like drilled a, a, a hole through like a, a big foam cork bobber or something like that. And that's like kind of their solution. And my guess is because aesthetically the other stuff out there just turns them off. It's just too kind of like hokey and bright and obnoxious. And, you know, my goal is to just take this, like, Hey, if people need it, people are doing it. Let's try to develop a, like a, a really high level sleek pro grade version of it. So that way, you know, people who are like the kayak anglers and, and, professionals and everyone like those everyone those avid watermen and women you know they have an they have an option out there as opposed mm -hmm. to trying to like you know well i can get regular retainers or i can look like a goofball and hope my sunglasses still work with this stuff right yeah it's oh, um 
Yeah, I, I was kind of, to be honest with you, I was surprised at the neutral color choice and only because of exactly what you're kind of mm -hmm. talking about. I think, I think everybody's first inclination when they manufacture something for water sports is if I do drop it, will it easily be seen? You mm -hmm. know, and I think it's where it's that's the first kind of thing is, all right, well, let's make this construction orange or, you know, high vis green. And, you know, then we can be able to see it like right away. So it's really not a, a bad idea. But um, overall, though, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people in, in the fishing game. People are getting more and more well dressed. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's like, it's like well, I want to wear a bobber on the back of my head, you know? The, the sporting gent. Yeah. So. Oh, man, that's funny. I, it's that's true, not, though. I mean. It is. I mean, Brad, I'm going to tell – all right, let me just tell this story. When I first met Brad and I saw him win a tournament, he was wearing the same exact pants that he wears to work every day, and oh, yeah. they were covered in paint. And now Brad looks like he's been fishing the FLW for a while, and he's all dressed, <laughs> and he's got logos here and there, and – you know, but yeah, I got to look like a professional, man. <laughs> dude, remember Brad's at this tournament and he's walking up and I'm like, look at this dude. And he's like, his pants have paint splatter. And I'm not talking about like yeah. a little bit, like from oh, yeah. head to toe paint splatter. Like, yep. I'm like this, I, but I, I like that. I, I like people who don't care about that stuff. It's cool. Like, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's just fishing. You don't have any, you know, your style has nothing to do with your skill as an angler. Right, Brad? I guess. No, I'm well, I mean, you won the tournament. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I, I like the, I like the, uh, option of having this, but I, to be honest with you, probably having the option if somebody is worried about a high vis thing, that's mm -hmm. not a, necessarily a bad one you know i Definitely just don't not think, a bad idea. i don't think i don't think they all you know i think it's cool that you're given the op options of different colors you know yeah that's the big thing no and i you know and i definitely appreciate the comment too because there's definitely there definitely is a need for a high visibility option like mm -hmm. a, a neon orange or whatever like um did what i what i did first when i first started out and i knew that i was going to have okay i'm going to decide on the colorways i want to go with i did i was trying to look for ways that i was like i just want this to be just different unique in every way possible and i knew that colorways were a great way to kind of have a different offering out there and i i wanted to to do something to where hey i can have more subtle more like neutral colorways that are still bright and visible um mm -hmm. you know they don't have to be neon orange or neon yellow they can still be um seen when they're when the sunglasses are lost because in my experience every time i lost my sunglasses i literally was right there within mm -hmm. half a second knowing where they were and where to mm -hmm. grab that doesn't count that's not for everybody right um so what i did is i asked i asked around i i talked to a lot of people in the in the fishing community in the paddleboarding community etc and all asked like you know hey does it need to be a bright color what do you think of this and the vast majority surprisingly said no i yeah. don't I don't like that. And mm -hmm. so that kind of was the, the driver behind the decision for the colorways. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that definitely like having a, a high vis option is definitely something I want to explore in the future for those people who do, who do need that, who want that extra insurance, uh, so mm -hmm. to speak for, you know? Yeah. I think where you would see that um, excel the most, it'd be for people like Brad and I who are river guys. Uh, oh, or, and or coastal waters. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. where where you're going to have a lot of current movement in your water. So if you dump, you know, a lot of times it's a yard sale at that point for, with all your gear floating around. And so like, you know, those sunglasses are probably going to actually be one of the la later things that somebody's going to be trying to grab for. Um, and great you point. Know, so like just, you know, if you're a river guy, you know, you may want to have something that you may be able to see kind of, you know, 25 yards away or whatever, but, um, I don't know. I'm taking, I'm taking notes right now. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I, I think that's why I went with the gray and the blue just, just because it was more neutral. It matches more of my hats. That's, that was my thinking. <laughs> See, the, the, I love it. I love the guy who <laughs> wore the paint pants now is color coordinating his eye gas floats with his sunglasses. I know, man. Put fashion before function. I love it, you know, dude. Pe it's people, so yeah, pe people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, man, that guy's weird. <laughs> no, they're not. Because, yeah, dude, there's a lot of people that do it. Yeah. So you are not the only one. There's a lot of well-dressed fishermen. So, I mean, you we see it on our websites. People la make fun of those guys. So all the time, like, oh, you know, Mr. Patagonia with his fly rod over here, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, who cares? <laughs> Why? I mean, the worst part, I, you know, I really don't care what anybody wears. I, I like, to, I wear Columbia stuff. I like to look, you know, I, I don't mind wearing nice stuff on the water, but most, I wear stuff that's high performance. So something like this, has mm -hmm. a high performance value to it. Um, mm -hmm. So anything that I buy, I don't really care. I'm not one to be like, oh, I wear expensive stuff. I just find something that works. If it works and it lasts and it costs you know, a little bit extra money, I'm going to buy it. I'd rather buy it one time and then not have to buy you know, a new shirt, you know, fishing shirts every year over and over and over again because the color faded or they ripped holes in it or mm -hmm. whatever the issue may be. So, you know, I just, I always kind of laugh at that. I'm like, who cares? It's all about comfort. You know, if someone mm -hmm. wants to wear Patagonia fishing shirts and, you know, gear, you know, I'm like that company does well for a reason. And it's because mm -hmm. they make really good fly fishing shit. Like who cares? Like what, you know what I mean? Like if somebody mm -hmm. wears it, why does it bother you? And why do you notice? That's why I always wanted to know. <laughs> That's the best part is a person that says it. You're like, so the fact that you're coming on here and saying something about, people dressing like that yet you notice it so that makes mm -hmm. you part of the problem then at that point so. yeah i got you but yeah i think i think things like this are a great addition um mm -hmm. you know like we've we've shay we've gotten to talk to a lot of people and what's been cool is with the kayak fishing industry and it being fairly still on the new side and still growing a lot it's cool to see new products come out you know, mm -hmm. whether or not they are aimed at kayak anglers in general or not, but to when you find products like this that you know can benefit our community and stuff like that, it's always cool to see, you know. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see just different takes on stuff too and better improvements. Oh, yeah. I mean, and John, you know, and I, I, I definitely agree with that. It's, you know, I this was made I primarily for people, the people who are most connected to the water, which in my opinion – is it you know paddlers kayakers paddleboarders etc mm -hmm. um you know i'm i i'm really kind of you mentioned earlier like you like to do you like to get one good thing and one good thing well i like, have it like last for a while I'm, I'm from the same kind of kind of cloth there and i, I also like things super simple i don't mm -hmm. like to have a lot of things on me i like when i go hit the water i've got 
my sunglasses, my PFD, a whistle and my fish, you know, and I'll have my, my fishing rod, whether it's a conventional rod or a fly rod, but I won't even, if there's guys, they're gearheads who will have like the sling bags and like the tackle boxes. And I'm like, I'm going to choose two or three lures. And that's what I'm going to use today. If they work great, if they don't, I don't care. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I just knew that like, since the sunglasses are like the most, one of the most important pieces out there, no matter what mm -hmm. I'm doing, I needed something to protect them. Um, yeah. You know, and that's the fact that I can contribute like the, the kayak, the kayak fishing community is really, you know, I've only been, I guess I've only been around for a little under a year or maybe a little over a year. Yeah. A little over a year. And I haven't been able to really, this is definitely a side hustle for me. I do have a full-time job. This is my passion project and I'm just now starting to really get it out there. Um, you know, and uh, the kayak fishermen, the kayak fishermen have really taken well to it, especially uh, offshore kayak fishermen. Mm -hmm. um they really really like the product um you know they're they're surf launching they're in rough waters you know it's mm -hmm. gets a little crazy and stuff and so it's been really neat it, to it to really see like paddlers and kayak fishermen kind of start taking to this and be like hey this is a new thing that could benefit me and be a tool in my tool belt so mm -hmm. it's been cool been really cool no i completely agree it seems like the kayak industry like people in the kayak industry they're more accepting to ideas i mm -hmm. I, I don't really know how to explain it but yeah well it's it's um it's kind of like the problems that you see on kayaks where you don't see them on boats necessarily you know what i mean or you may see them on boats but you just like Shay just ex explained like you are not going to see the issue as pronounced as far as he's saying, Hey, we have more connection to the water as opposed that's right. to somebody that's on a big bass boat or a pontoon mm -hmm. boat or whatever. You're closer to the water. So when you drop them, uh, your, uh, your percentage of landing in the water and disappearing is much, much, much higher than somebody that's on a boat, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I lost the, I've had the same two pair of Oakley's. Um, I'm a huge fan of them. They don't, they, I don't even know that they make them anymore. I think they do, but they don't have the color options anymore for them. Mm -hmm. But I had a pair of non-polarized and then I got a pair of polarized and I lost my non-polarized ones from fishing on the GMR, Brad. Like I, um, I hooked a catfish and I was trying to lean down to unhook it. And as soon as I did, <laughs> I forgot I take I had taken my sunglasses off and put them on the bill of my hat, and uh -huh. it just slid off. Oh, um, but I, it was like a slack water, and I was, but I was right next to a really sketchy kind of area where it was really big, big boulders and stuff that I was standing on. Mm -hmm. So I actually tried to reach down, but the hole that was it was there was probably like five feet deep, so I couldn't touch the, I couldn't get to the bottom of it, so I yeah, just let that stinks. Go. Sucks. I mean, it, it was all right. They were non polarized, so they were the cheaper version. But, you yeah. know, like, and then I went and bought polarized and realized I was missing out for so long on fishing. Like, as soon as I picked up a pair of polarized lenses, I was yeah, like, yeah. It's like the OG fish finder, literally, to me. Oh, like, yeah. Polarized <laughs> lenses were. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, this weekend I got to take my kids out um, and they got to catch their first bass. And where we were fishing, um, is a fairly clear little, um, little pond lake thing. Right. And I kept saying, Hey, can you see that? And they're like, no daddy, you know, like I can't see it. They could, if it was relatively shallow, but mm -hmm. they couldn't see past like that three foot mark. And so 
I was laughing because I was like handing my glasses over to him. Luckily, I had these on, you know, because but one of my little ones was with my buddy Mike and he had a pair of Costas on. And I'm like, here, Colin, take my sunglasses, look through them and look down in the water. You can see a turtle. A turtle's like 15, you know, feet down in the water and he could see it. And Zach's That's like, cool. I want to see. And Mike's like, here, you can take mine. I'm like, Mike, you might not want to do that. You know, because <laughs> my kids are like five and three, you know, like so everything they touch, they either break it. <laughs> or drop it or yeah. throw it. So um, I was like, you know, I was like, just make sure, you know, you don't let them drop those things, dude. And uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a huge investment really. But I think it's actually one of the most important investments you can make mm -hmm. as an angler is oh. to get a good quality pair of polarized lenses, you know? And Oh man, I will, I will turn, if I get to a spot and I didn't have my sunglasses, I will turn right back around. I mean, there's, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm spoiled by that, but yeah. you know, like that's like what you said earlier, Josh, about like the being connected to the water, like paddlers, like kayakers and stuff. There's just, there's so many more. In every pair of Decovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Um, There's so many more opportunities to lose your glasses like if you're on a boat you know you're pretty much you know for the most part you can lose your glasses but you're surrounded mm -hmm. by you know deck and stuff like that you can sit down and be within the boat but like you just there's so many things you have to be aware of and you're trying to manipulate and control that you'll just be doing something like you said you just forgot that your sunglasses were up there or whatever and you did something mm -hmm. or you got knocked and they just fall in the water and it's right there and i remember when i was on a paddleboard one time this is the last pair of sunglasses i lost was I was on a paddleboard. There's this beautiful sunrise. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, I want to take a picture of this. And I, I took off my glasses for some reason. And I wasn't there. I wasn't wearing a retainer and I put them on the, on the bow of my paddleboard. And then I reached back around to get my camera. And then I turned back around and my elbow like hits the sunglasses, knocks them right off. Just, no. <laughs> just human error being clumsy and clumsiness loses them. And it's just like, God, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So hopefully that, hopefully that never happens to me again. I would be, I would be very embarrassed if it happened to me and be <laughs> yeah. like, okay. You're not allowed to buy sunglasses anymore <laughs> at that point. Like, yeah. Didn't you like invent something to fix this exact problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. <laughs> kind of embarrassing. Yeah. So, let's talk about the construction of it a little bit what 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 materials are used for the float and what materials are used for the uh straps so for the um 
the 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 I call these the tentacles. Um, it's mm -hmm. funny, a funny little side story. So the atolas is actually inspired by the name of the atolas jellyfish. Um, okay. The atolas jellyfish is like this deep sea jellyfish, and it's got this uh, bioluminescence and deep, like the deep midnight zone of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And I discovered when I was looking for like kind of my brand muse for the company. Um, I was suggested that I look up these deep sea creatures because they have pretty unique names and pretty unique characteristics. And I came across the Atolla jellyfish and the Atolla jellyfish actually inspired through like kind of a biomimicry type deal. It inspired the design of this, of the keepers. So it's very mm. sleek, organic form. This is the jellyfish body and these are the tentacles. Okay. So when I say tentacles, that's what I mean. I don't mean to sound weird. Um, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. The Atolla jellyfish. Um, so this part here, the uh, the tentacles, is made of uh, medical grade silicone. So um, extremely elastic. We wanted to make sure that the elasticity was wasn't too much give, but not too little give. It needed to be just the right amount. Where if I have them in my glasses, someone pulls them, they'll be resilient. Mm -hmm. And if I need to like pull them down or pull them off, they actually are very. You can see the 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 range that you can pull mm -hmm. these is pretty good. Um, so that's non-conducive medical grade silicone. And then the floater, we went through a lot of different materials for this one. We actually started with, we started experimenting with uh, bamboo. Um, you know, I thought that was a very light, it'd be a really cool natural wood yeah. feel. Um, it looks looking really good on paper. We started looking, started doing the prototyping and we found out very quickly that bamboo is not as buoyant as you think. Mm. Um, it's, it's also quite heavy. And so we said quickly, no, let's not do that. And so what we found, what we wanted, what we discovered was a, um, we actually, it's, it's, it's patented this process because we basically took a high density EPS foam, mm -hmm. um, very similar to the foam you'd find in those, you know, those, in, in docks with like the container decking with like the foam inside. Mm -hmm. This is the same exact material. And instead, what well, we, we didn't want it to be porous, right? Like a bobber will be very porous and you can easily like, you know, punch you know kind of punch your thumb into it and stuff yeah what we did is we did a a, a heat seal um finish to seal it off so that way it was non-porous it would not retain water mm -hmm. and uh kind of really just solidify the product and that's what makes it super light and this the actual buoyancy is created through the eps foam and actually there's more foam underneath each of these silicone you'll see this cup here there's mm -hmm. more silicone within that cup. So it's actually a full, almost like oval egg shape. And these silicone pieces are cupping over each side. Okay. So that's how it's constructed there. So we chose the EPS foam for the sealant because of its non-porous stability. It's super light, super buoyant. And that's why we went with that particular material. Yeah, that makes sense why, like I, I put, I, kind of dug my fingernail into it one day i was like oh i wonder what that's made of it makes sense now mm -hmm. but um yeah that 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 um what's the material that's over the foam material that's over the foam you mean that's like the heated the, yeah 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 the color that's that's the same so that's that's literally the same material it just has a heat treated finish oh it's okay okay i got you I foam. yeah 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 there's I no thought like, it was like a wrap you know what i mean yeah. and then it was like formed over it so that's cool that's um that's really durable because it seems like it's straight plastic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it does. And it's tough. Like I can't, I can't really squeeze this. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you would say if you took a bobber, a foam bobber, you kind of like thumb it in there and you, yeah. can, like, you can put fingernail scratches in it. Yeah. Yep. That was, 
it's it's a, it's almost the same material. Um, it was a specially selected foam because it was like we we need the most buoyant foam there there is that can yeah. that can take this treatment. So that really was like kind of the give and take. Um, I mean, you but, can mark it like Brad said, but mm -hmm. I mean, that's us just messing with it and doing it yeah. on purpose. I was just I was but just I'm messing saying, like, like me taking my fingers and like squeezing it and stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't do that. Like you can obviously put like an edge into it or whatever and that, but that just means you're doing it to be an a-hole anyway. So <laughs> we are. So like, um, but yeah, that's pretty amazing, man. Cause I honestly thought this was plastic. Like I thought it was plastic and it had air trapped inside and sealed off. Then no, at that point. Yeah. So, and it's funny. Yeah. If you cut, if you cut right through this with a knife, it is solid foam. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, is this, is this something you construct in house or how, how does that work? Yeah. So no, we have a, a manufacturer, uh, in China that we work with, uh, to get it made. It was all designed in South Carolina, all materials, everything selected. Uh, but we have a manufacturer in China that helps us out with the final build in the assembly. Okay. Cool. Um, now with the, um, with the tentacles, when they connect to your foam, what are you guys using? Is it just glued on there or is it, or is that like heated as well? So it is a, it is a commercial grade waterproof glue that still mm -hmm. surprises me every time I tug on this stuff. Cause yeah. I really, that was one when we first, when we first designed it and I got the prototype, that was a really big concern for me was like, well, if you're going to use glue, you know, if I just pull hard enough, will it come off? And they were like, listen, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I finally had, I got like the field test prototype, which I basically just like ran through hell. And the, I remember for like half an hour, I was pulling as hard as I could on the silicone as well as this. And I couldn't break anything. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to break this. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> this would break before this connection would come off. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, it's, or like you would said. shoot yourself in the eye with it on accident. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You can really, you can have a lot of fun with friends. You can just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me see your arm snap. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was um, I was kind of imp I was really impressed with that because I kind of messed around with that. I'm like, dude, it looks like it would come off like easily, but it doesn't. And I'm like, I sat there and pulled on this. I'm like, I feel like the, the tentacle is gonna rip before that connection comes loose. Yeah, they're they're extremely durable. Um, really happy with the way they came out. Um, but like I said again, you know, like I really, I want I really wanted to back up like the durability and yeah. the performance of these things. And so, yeah, again, you know, if they ever break, you know, if you go to a tolus.co slash warranty, you can see the entire warranty process and just send them back, you know, share with me what you happened and, you know, let's get you a new pair. So you get back out in the water and not losing that pair of shades. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's cool that way. you're, you know, being receptive to people's, you know, like ideas and like questions and stuff. Cause you know, it's always important to, if you if you have a product that you're coming out with especially if you have something of a new design of something you know it's only going to help you guys grow is getting that input from customers because like i'm not trying to tear this thing apart like i don't you know I'm, i i think it's a it's a good idea at first i was a little taken back by it to be honest like the size of it mm -hmm. um but the good thing is is you have enough knowledge in your product to be like well this is why it's like that you know what i mean and now it makes sense like you know, but like at first glance, you know, somebody could be like, oh man, that's kind of, 
not gaudy, but it's just kind of big. Like it's, it's kind of clunky a little bit, but that's mm -hmm. what I, when I, Brad first handed it to me, I'm like, dude, I'm going to hate these things. <laughs> I, I literally, to be honest, I thought I was like, I'm going to hate these things. Cause I am one, I don't like stuff back here. Like I don't even like when my life jacket starts to push up on my neck from my seat. And that's where that was kind of the only issue I ever had with these was like, but that was my own fault from not having my, life jacket tight down around the bottom. And I was kind of actually leaning the seat back, relaxing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And when I would turn my head, you know, like that, that top padding, cause we have on the fishing kayak angler type jackets, you know, you got that padding and it sits high to avoid your seat. And, sure. And uh, so that, but that's not, that's not this product's issue that is the way the design of everything and i'm wearing mm -hmm. is you know but mm -hmm. i was honest i mean honestly i was like I don't, i'm not gonna like it and then i wore it and i was like dude that's really really lightweight like on my neck i thought like it was gonna bug me uncontrollably and i was completely shocked at mm -hmm. how comfortable it wasn't on sitting on the back of my neck yeah you yeah. know and I, and uh, go ahead brad sorry all right, I was just going to uh, sh share the picture here because I, I, I did it earlier and I, I didn't get a chance to let people know if you're watching or if you're listening, go to YouTube, check this out. I got this picture pulled up. That's what it looks like from behind. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's and that was the big you know, that was the biggest thing, obviously, besides buoyancy. But, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. was size and comfort. Was this going to be because, I, like I said, I'm I'm the exact same way as you. I do not want something big and bulky in the back of my neck, but I need something to float my glasses. Like yeah. that's the biggest issue I was, I was trying to solve. And so when we designed these, it really was how do we provide maximum performance and keep these as small and minimal as sleek as possible? So mm -hmm. we got the we got the floater as small as we could get it. Uh, to float that a, yeah. a good amount of sunglasses, and so we really started leaning on lightness and say, "Hey, listen, get it on there. It's gonna it's gonna be very light on your neck. You're barely gonna. I promise you, after a day of fishing or a day on the water, you're barely gonna notice it. And we just got we've gotten conversions left and right of just like, man, these things are awesome. But they said the same thing you did, Josh. But just something that I need to work on as a company because if it's not passing the eyeball test, like at a retailer or a store or anything like that, where someone's looking at it and saying, "Oh, that looks too big. I'd never wear that," you know, then you know, they'll, they'll never know that it's actually a really great product. So, you know, I'm making, that's why I'm, I'm talking to you guys, right? That's why, you know, when I sent it, you and Josh, um, or you and Brad that like, Hey, just give them a shot, give them a, give them a go see. And if you don't like them, I understand, but Hey, listen, I, I, you, I think you're really going to dig them being with the, being in the kayak angling and being how close to the water you are. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, but I mean, to be honest with you, Shay, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff though that doesn't pass an eye test, but it has great functionality, you know, and it's cool. It's it works out. Like, I mean, to be honest with you, like my PFD is obnoxious. I mean, it's bulky <laughs> yeah. as hell. It's got a thousand pockets. It is the most uncomfortable thing. But I also know that it's there for a reason, and that's to keep me from drowning, you mm -hmm. know. And so I deal with it. This is my new comparative the uncomfortableness of a life jacket when or, it's 90 degrees outside and you're wearing long sleeves and pants, you know, yeah. and that kind of thing. So it's really not that big of a deal. I, it was just like, that was my own personal kind of first thing about it. But if anybody's listening, do give these a shot because I am honestly, like I was very 
skeptical about how this was going to feel. And I was completely, completely shocked at the comfort level that I didn't think existed in these things. You know, like I was just like, I put them on and I was like, all right, here we go. And I was like, man, that's not bad at all. Like it didn't bother me like I thought it was going to at all. And I mean, really like overall, it's like that foam is so lightweight. I mean, I th- to be honest with you, I think you, the tentacles and to me feel like they weigh more at the connection points than what the actual foam piece does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the whole tentacle com- like connectors and everything definitely felt heavier to me than what that is. And you won't feel that when that's connected to your glasses so anyway. So that's right. No, I and, appreciate that, Josh. Thanks. Me and Josh definitely know what being uncomfortable in the water is like because here in Ohio, we wear dry suits in the wintertime when we're on the river. And oh, those, man. Those are not yeah. comfortable at all. No, not at all. <laughs> like, unless you're really into weird, kinky, like, stuff, like, <laughs> dude, like, it, like, I laughed at Brad because I watched him. I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, no, I can't breathe. no, dude. Like he's like, I this is killing me. Like, and you know, and it's still, I still can't stand to wear that thing. Like, yeah. too, man, it's it's obnoxious. It chokes you to death. It feels like, and it's funny because the guys at NRS, and d- don't get me wrong, it is, it's like that for a reason. And mm-hmm. their products are top notch at NRS. I love their stuff. I love their sun shirts. I love their. I have their knives. Um, you know, I have their hats, you name it. I've got their life jacket, dry suit, but that thing, they were like, you'll get used to it. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, honestly, I'm not sure about that. Like, like <laughs> I'm like, yeah. unless I'm out there every day during the entire wintertime fishing, like it's the only <laughs> way I think I will work yeah. through this man, because I've had it for what we've had it for two winters now, and I'm like, yep. nope, no, still not, not used to it. Like, yeah, it's, it's the third, it's the third season where you really start getting used to everything. So, <laughs> yeah, still oh, that's fine. Well, um, you guys got it. Yeah, let's uh, talk about any other products you guys have on your website. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I really did want to also start developing, you know, kind of a lifestyle brand around this. You know, there are, Mm -hmm. you know, there, I do have like, you know, hats, tees, uh, sun masks, stickers, stuff like that. Um, and as what I'm trying to do is there's really, as we expand, um, the first thing we want to do is, you know, we'd love to come out with a, uh, uh, there's, you know, we have our flagship floating hour keepers, and then I would love to come out with a, uh, a smaller, a smaller version, kind of like a micro version, right? So mm-hmm. for sunglasses that aren't as heavy, um, so we can go, we can, you know, you can get away with a smaller retainer, smaller floater, et cetera. And I think there is a big niche in the market for that. So that way you've got your standard eyewear retainers for your bigger eyewear, and then mm-hmm. you can get a smaller pair for lighter eyewear. Uh, so that way uh, you can kind of match it up that way. Um, is is go ahead. a quick question. Is there going to be some kind of chart that you guys will like make available to people to make sure it's compatible with their sunglasses. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I've, I've actually been working on for the past couple, couple of weeks now. Okay. Um, you know, it's, I, I, the, before we did this, I wanted to, with the, one of the things I had to learn was, you know, what, what, are, what are the heaviest pairs of sunglasses in the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, cause that was gonna be my baseline, right? I had to be like, okay, I want this to float all eyewear. That's kind of the thing I want to happen. 
And so where, where can I find the heaviest pair of sunglasses? Um, and so I had to know, I needed to understand and do research. I'm like, well, how much, how much does sunglasses really weigh? Um, and so, and what does 50 grams look like? What does 40 grams look like? What does 30 grams look like, et cetera? So mm -hmm. I actually went to a sunglass shop one day with a scale and I went up to them and, you know, I remember I, I didn't want to like, you know, give away my idea or whatever. And yeah. that's kind of silly. It's like kind of silly looking back. It's like, no one's going to steal your driver retainer idea. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Hey, listen, I'm doing a science project for my cousin and I need to weigh a lot of sunglasses. Is that okay with you? And she was like, okay, that's fine. And so I started just basically pulling the heaviest pairs of sunglasses I could find and started weighing them on the scale. And they just were all really interested. And so they just all started working for me and started bringing me sunglasses. And, hey, try these. Here, try these. Here, try these. And I was like, y'all are making this way easier for me. Thank you. Making me look like this is actually is like part of like the deal. <laughs> what um, you need to do is bring your product back to that store and be like, hey, this is what I made with my uh, with your right, scientific yeah. evidence. It's funny. They were uh, this this the the shop that I went into to test them out or to to get find out all the weight of the sunglasses. They were my very first retailer, so they actually oh, carried awesome. us. Yeah, very first that's one. Cool. I told them that story. They were like, "Are you kidding me? Like you could have just like told him, just say what you're really doing, man." I was like, "I know." <laughs> that's funny. That's cool though. Yeah, it was, it, made, it made it made it makes for a really good relationship with them. It was like a funny kind of bonding story, like in a weird way. Yeah. Um. But I am, I also am starting to get into like just different like knickknacks for on, for on the water um, mm -hmm. and little tools and gear. And I'm a, I'm a fly fisherman and I'm, you know, I, I don't have a boat. Um, I'm usually waiting. I'm in Charleston. So if I'm going for redfish, I'm usually waiting in the flats during a flood tide or I'm, I'm an, I love bass fishing. I bass fish every day and I'll just be like pond hopping and, you know, just fishing from shore, et cetera. And I usually carry almost nothing with me. I have my fly rod and I usually keep flies and stuff in my hat or even my pocket. And that's just, you tear your hat up, you get stuff in your pocket. A lot of fly mm -hmm. fishermen do that. And so I was like, well, I'm not carrying a whole box around with me. I don't want like, I don't want the sling bags and stuff. I would love if there was just like a little kind of credit card size kind of pat fly patch that I could clip to my shirt or hat or whatever that could hold my go-to flies and then when I was done with it, I could have a dock of some kind that I could slip it in that could be on a cooler of some kind or a cooler boat console, the car visor, and then just be as a kind of your uh, kind of a, as a dry dock for your flies. And then when you're ready to go, it's kind of just grab and go, grab it, clip it onto your shirt and go. Yeah. Um, and so I've been developing that. And uh, this is kind of the prototype here. I know this is fly fishing stuff, but this is kind of like the prototype of this is the actual fly caddy this is an eva foam patch that the flies go on okay and it uh it actually has a clip if you can see it like mm -hmm. that can clip yeah. to a belt your hat and then this is the actual silicone dock that's got a slip in it that this clip goes into and it has adhesive on the back so it could stick to your cooler or whatever so it's just okay. a neat little kind of go-to fly caddy for kind of your go-to fly. So just kind of your grab and go missions. So yeah, we, uh, that's kind of the next on deck. Are you familiar with the brand Jackson kayak? I am. Yes. So they have a mayfly, which is, um, one of their kayaks that was geared towards fly anglers and they have like a pad like that on the inside of their kayaks. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's a, that's a neat idea. And I like the fact that you kind of thinking that like, how can I make this mobile? So, you know, instead of having like six flies at the same thing attached to all these different, you know, areas that you might be an angler. Now you can be taking that 
that set of flies with you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, that's yeah, a cool I mean, idea. Literally what I'll do is I'll get out of my car. I'll pick my flies, put them on here. And just, if I'm wearing this shirt, I can, you know, I can do that. I can put it on my pocket here and then just be ready to go. And that's mm -hmm. it. So that's all I carry with me. I don't put my, my hat or my pot or, you know, my pockets or anything. So it's just a, just a neat little tool that I've found extremely handy that I use every day. So I'm looking to bring it to market uh, hopefully soon. Awesome. That's cool. Well, I think we hit pretty much hit everything with this episode. It was fun. Uh, yeah. Josh. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, pleasure's on my side, guys. Josh, Brad, I had an absolute blast. Lots of fun. Um, and really just appreciate you giving me a, no, just the, the, the chance to, to share Atola's and the story and, you know, just getting the product out there to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the fellow kayak anglers and paddlers and fishermen out there who, you know, have lost a pair or two and don't want that to happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, you want to let everybody know where they can follow Atolas, follow you if you have any social media or anything? Yeah, I'd love for some uh, followership for sure. Um, my Instagram is uh, at Atolas Gear, um, A T. <clears throat> a-t-o-l-l-a-s-g-e-a-r that would have been embarrassing at atolas gear <laughs> on instagram and then my website is atolas.co a-t-o-l-l-a-s.co awesome well good episode thanks again for coming on man appreciate it uh, yeah thank I'm you man and keep up the good work no, I appreciate it, guys. And, and Brad, Josh, if you guys are okay, I'll keep up with you guys on, uh, you know, if I come up with new products, new stuff, I'd love to get your thoughts on them. Oh, oh, I, was gonna, I was going to say, if you could come out with something else, let us know. We'll bring you back on. But we've had multiple uh, guests come back on the show and talk. So that'd be, a, that'd, be a, that'd be an honor, guys. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, man. Well, everybody, thanks again for listening. Brad, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Nope. All, All right. right. Well, we will see you all next week. Take care. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.